0: follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 22. Uh, You watched the Democrats debate last night? Uh, They went at it. Six of them did. Uh, anyhow, there's some qualifications. Uh, not just anyone can walk up onto the stage. Uh, and so six of them, those who qualified, uh, were up on the stage in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, just yesterday, debating one another, uh, covering the hot issues, uh, making the case for why they <laughs> feel best suited to lead this nation as president of the United States. And because uh, I'm pretty ignorant to a lot of things, and uh, my institutional memory doesn't go back too far, and I always need a little bit of help on topics such as these, I've invited back to the program uh, Scott Howell. He's accepted this invitation. Former state legislator, uh, he joined us on episode 11 when we broke down uh, and did a little recap
2: of what the Democrats had to say as they gathered up and debated. So, uh, sir, I'm grateful to you for being here oh, again. Oh, Lee, thank you so much. Uh, well, I'll count on every 11. Every time we get up to 32, then we'll be back. All right. Very good. 33. <laughs> yeah, 33. There yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Let me, ask the, let me ask the very hacky question. Sure. Who won last night? Uh, you know, it was really interesting who won, and I'm not uh, avoiding your question at all, but I think the Democrats' uh, constituency won because they started to see more realistically who could be commander-in-chief, and I say that with this caveat. For the first time, Warren and and uh, Bernie, uh, excuse me, uh, Sanders, were called out on how do they pay for this. Sure. You hadn't heard that before. But you saw that whole stage all of a sudden back up and say, you know what, we cannot afford that. And never before had the Democrats talked about the deficit. Krobisher brought that up, and I think last night was a good opportunity for Democrats and Republicans to finally see that it's not this far, far out left. And when they start talking about the deficit, they talk about moving troops out of uh, of the Middle East, and they, and this is the first time that we've seen where they had... Uh, foreign policy came into the discussion if you look at the timing on it uh warren had about 18 minutes and isn't this crazy how are they break yeah. it down to minutes yeah and then it went down and biden had about uh, 15 and then sanders had like 17 but if you looked at the the minutes on that warren really did take the stage over but it was kind of an uncomfortable feeling on one part of it when sanders denied that he had said a woman couldn't run yeah and she looked him right in the eye and said no You said that.
1: It's absolutely fascinating. It was quite literally, he said, she She said. said... And, uh, man, I, and then I don't know if you had paid attention at the very end yes. of the debate when, you know how it works when they're yes. wrapping up and they're yeah, yeah. showing, uh, like a bird's eye view of the different folks there, uh, intermingling with one another. So often it's, it looks like niceties and smiles and handshakes. In this instance, it was different. You could see, uh, you could see physically that there was, uh, at least animosity, uh, if not disdain between, uh, Senator Sanders and Warren. In fact, uh, Sanders extended his hand yeah. to shake hers. Yeah. And she uh, not only didn't shake it, but recoiled. Uh, She kept her hands uh, close to her chest as they went back and forth. And I think if I'm reading lips correctly, (laughs) he at one point looked at her inside and said, what are you talking about? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I. It was amazing because CNN kept that clip on there. They were doing commentary, and I don't think they knew on that was the off.
1: Some it, of that stuff is the greatest it, stuff. It is what, what
2: happens when the microphones
1: are off and the cameras aren't rolling, quote
2: unquote. Uh, that's when you get, I think, these little glimpses into how folks actually feel. Lee, I can tell you by my own experience when I ran against Senator Hatch, it was when that stage stopped and when the program of uh, the debate ended. If you could only heard what Orrin and I said up there, and I knew there were lip readers and. Dr. Dr. Magleby always held a class after the debate where there was no press availability and we went in there and we talked about those very things. And I, I wish the American public could have that opportunity to see who the real person is. Well, but l- let me ask you this. What were those interactions like? What, what, what happened? What do you say? What do candidates, big, high-profile candidates say to one another uh, right when things wrap up? Well, I'll never forget when uh, Orrin and I went up to that classroom. Uh, he said, you know what? Scott made a lot of good points on this, this, and this. And I said, Orton. Orin, Oren, why didn't you say that out there on the <laughs> stage? <laughs> you know, in the whole room erupted. Okay. And, and uh, y- you really do take off this persona that I got to be this, I got to be that. And you get down and you talk about the real things. And I- I've had that experience on a lot of debates that I've participated in. Uh, but you know, we just kind of create that, that if you, if you show any, uh, of, of your, uh, uh, you open up the kimono at all and you say, well, really on this, I'm with you on that. Then it's perceived as, oh, they're weak or they're not really standing up for the party, which I am so done with party stuff. I just think we need to elect the best candidates. And last night, it was really interesting to, to me. I think the real dynamite came at the very end on the closing statements. Corbusha had this great... She, she really did a good job the whole time. She caught her stride as things went on. She, she did.
1: She, there, it was tough, I think, for in a number of instances, for her to get her thoughts out. Uh, she had a few instances where she kind of stumbled through her words. But as you're describing now,
2: there towards the end, she really did come alive. And, you know, she made a point about she's run so many times against Republicans in red states and she's never lost and then in the end it kind of fizzled with uh, you know, the American do the right thing, but it was Biden who came through at the end. Oh now my. Now hold God.
1: on a second, hold on a second. You're a Biden guy. I am. Sh- sh- full
2: disclosure. Uh, 100%. Uh, I've known Joe for 40 years really? and, uh, I am helping him everything I can do in this state. But if I looked at that objectively and, and my wife, who's the independent slash Republican, I asked her, and she said, Biden. And I wished he would have had that much energy during the whole thing. And it was really interesting to see those closing remarks. chat we found out, uh, has friends within the uh, community of color. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting. And he got a haircut
1: last night. I, I know it's a superficial <laughs> observation. I noticed his hair is cropped a little shorter than it has been in
2: past debates. <laughs> it's so funny how a media <laughs> person would notice that thing. <laughs> and the effect is to look young. Ex- and to. <laughs> <laughs> to yep. I mean, you know exactly what they're trying to do on that. Um, and I, I think Elizabeth Warren had a, a night that it showed a little bit that, that ever since she announced the cost of her health care plan, it's, it's been going down. And, and people, uh, especially millennials, are going, gee, I, I, I'd love to have my, uh, my uh, tuition paid off. I'd love to have health care. But then when she announced the cost of it, it was like, whoa, hang on. You know who else was interesting last night it was Steiner. Um, this multi- I'm going to admit, uh, during the course of this conversation, I forgot he was a part of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As you were going through the times and rattling off the minutes, I thought, oh, well, that covers it. That's it. Yeah, no. no, that's right. Uh, it, it, yeah, there was one more guy up yeah. there.
2: <laughs> and, you know, he's a really interesting guy. I think he's really smart. I had no idea he spent $100 million. $100 million. How, how wealthy is this guy? Help me to know. I no, mean, he's
1: a billionaire. I mean, he,
2: it's real money. He's it must be more around. than a billion. I mean, this oh, guy yeah. must be so loaded, but who does that? But, but I thought it was interesting when he talked about, uh, the, the notion of that he was the one that could beat Trump and, and that he is the business guy that, that the Americans are looking for in that middle class America. And to hear him, this was the first time he really got a, a lot of his points across. So in, in totality, when you look at that I, I do think Democrats won last night because they got to see a better picture of who, who might mo- be moving forward. Uh, you know, the Iowa caucus is less than two weeks. Is that right? Uh, I've got a calendar here. I'll pull yeah. it up. Can I ask yeah. you a favor? Would yes. you hang on
1: one more second? Oh, sure. So can we continue sure. this conversation sure. after the break. Absolutely. I want to play when we return some of the clips from the candidates. I also want to ask you about a comment made uh, by Mayor Pete Buttigieg regarding his military service oh, yeah. and the president's uh, lack thereof. That's yeah. next yeah. here on Live Mike. I'm yeah. Lee Lonsberry.